No. What's your least favorite scary movie? One thing about living in Santa Carla I never could stomach. All the damn vampires. <laughs> Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the downright absurd in all of our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name's Jesse. And today we're kicking off the best month of the year. Best month of the year. Yeah, I didn't do it again. I'm sorry. Uh, again, it's two weeks in a row. Do you people see what I'm living with? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we're kicking it off with our grand tradition of uh, exploring exploring new franchises, yeah. exploring new films, ex- exploring new experiences. Uh, and this year, we're starting off with my pick for Travis, which is The Lost Boys. Yeah, so just to sum it up again, for people who may not know, we are doing a film he hasn't so, seen. Yeah, a film a, I haven't seen, a film she hasn't seen, a film a, neither of us have seen, mm-hmm. and then Saw, because yes. we still do our franchises in October. Yes. So, so yeah. we, we've is, got a month full of firsts. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty exciting. Um, before that, I have no announcements beyond if you are a budget tier member of the Patreon, then our bonus episode was released on Saturday, and that was covering the short film saw mm-hmm. that launched the franchise so if you are a budgeteer patron make sure you go check that out and if you're not a budgeteer patron and you want to check it out i mean i'm not going to tell you what to do with your money but you know the options there the option is there it's there it was a fun episode too yeah we had, had a fun. lot of fun yeah. talking about it yeah it was good all um, right yes all right i can see we were about to say the same thing okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right i've got our poll results so okay. last week we talked about Happy Death Day, mm-hmm. and we wanted to know: Would you guys want the baby as the mascot for your school? That baby, that specific baby. Yep, Not that baby. Ah, baby, that baby. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that babies are anybody's mascot, but I could be wrong. There's a lot of schools out there. <laughs> All right. So on Twitter, forty-three percent say hell yeah, fifty-seven percent say hell nah. <laughs> wow, I want to talk to those forty-three percent. Well, 38% on Instagram say hell yeah, and 62 say hell nah. Okay. So most people are not in favor of baby mascot. And I feel like that's probably fair. So. Do you, would you want the mascot, the baby mascot? I'm pretty sure we covered this, but no. But I could also see a part of me thinking it's so stupid and hilarious. So. Yeah, I would like it as like a gag thing, but I don't think I would like it as my actual mascot because I had a pretty fucking awesome mascot in high school and actually throughout all of my school. It was uh, the green dragon and dragons are fucking awesome. And then we had a colonel. Yeah, that one was weird for me because that was our high school crosstown rival was the colonel. Oh, really? Yeah, and then (laughs) I had to come in and be a colonel. It's a little bit of a, a little bit of a change. Yeah, we had bears as the other. Bears. Bears. Okay. All right, that's it for our poll. So now we talk about Lost Boys. All right. All right, so Jesse, you got the stuff for this one? Oh, I, I, I sure do. Look All at right. that. Look at that beautiful that's sheet. That's a lot of stuff. All right, The Lost Boys released July 31st, 1987. We watched it on Pluto TV because we watched it at the end of September. But as of October 1st, you can stream it on Sling TV or Max, mm-hmm. or you can rent it from YouTube, Google Play, Redbox, Voodoo, or Prime. 
written by Janice Fisher and James Jeremias. They wrote the story and screenplay with retooling of the screenplay, additional edits and whatnot by Jeffrey Boehm. I'll talk about more about that during the fun facts. Okay. Directed by Joel Schumacher. Yes, that Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Batman Music. and Robin? Yes. yes. <laughs> and like another Batman movie, but the the best one. I love Batman and Robin. Everybody does, and if you say you don't, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> you need to a... just cool it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Music by Thomas Newman and special effects makeup by Canon Effects Crew. Led by Greg Canham, who has won awards for his work on Bram Stroker's Bram 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 Stroker's Dracula. Bram Stroker's Dracula. God damn it! Find it. I'll leave it in. Okay. I was gonna try and edit it out, but you wouldn't let me re- reword that. No, I'm sorry. No, that one's that's going down in the books right there. Anyway, not to take away from Greg Canham's work because he's clearly the king of vampire effects. He did, a, he did a good job. You know what? I didn't make that connection, but yeah, they're like, let's get that guy. <laughs> yeah. Let's make him do our vampires. All right. Starring Jason Patrick as Michael, Corey Haim as Sam, Diane Weist as Lucy, Bernard Hughes as Grandpa, Edward Herman as Max, Kiefer Sutherland as David, Jamie Gertz as Star, Corey Feldman as Edgar Frog, yeah. Jameson Newlander as Alan Frog, Cody as Nanook, and Folsom as Thorn. Oh, I like that the dogs got... Their names in the credits. They were in the end credits. It was nice to see. Yeah. All right, Travis. It is now time for our favorite game on this show. Budget Budget or Bugsy. Well, was this before or after Batman? (laughs) This was before. Okay. So he was, he was, okay. I'm going to say budget because I think that they do a lot of, uh, they have a lot of fun with it. They Mm -hmm. have set pieces. Pretty great set pieces, and they have a pretty good cast. Although I don't know if all of these people were big. Like I think the Corys were big, but I don't know if Kiefer was it Kiefer or Keith. Kiefer. I don't know if he was like big at this point. Um, he was pretty well known, and he's also from like an acting family. So. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say budget. Actually, Travis, high end bug Ted. Really? Eight point five mil. That's surprising. I know. Wow. Uh, opening box office of $5.2 million and a worldwide gross of $32.5 million, currently sitting on IMDb with a 7.10 out of 2. So it did okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did pretty good. So I went kind of on a theme of supernatural, somewhat monster stories um, that have a, a bit more of a cult following, I suppose. Okay. We could call them a cult classic, maybe. Is this one a cult classic? Like, cult classics are movies that didn't do well and then did well after the fact. This one did okay enough to not be. Yeah. It's just a classic at this point, right? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I guess it depends if you want to be on the technical term of cult classic. True. Okay. Sure. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Uh, is this a cult classic? I don't know. You all tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. First movie I have up, Monster Squad. A lot of people love that movie. Yes. That released August 14th, 1987, with a budget of $12 million and a worldwide gross of $3.7 million. However, it has an IMDb rating of 6.9 out of 10. Wow. Huh. So the people that love it, love it. 
It's got its audience. I watched it for the first time last year, this year. When did they do that on the last drive-in? It was like last summer. That's the one where the they keep saying monsters are cool. Okay. I thought that right. was Monster Club. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I get them mixed up all the time. Yeah. Okay. Then I don't think I've seen this one. Okay. Never mind. All right. All right. We'll have to we'll have to dig a little deeper and see if this is one that we've seen. I the description know. to it doesn't really help because it, it reads the same as Monster Club. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, second movie, Evil Dead 2. Hey, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. The one that my coworker once referred to as that really bad movie with that guy with a chainsaw hand. How could Don't you... worry. We worked through our problems. No, come on. <laughs> People, why do people think that this is a bad movie? It does not take itself seriously. People take it way too seriously. Yeah. It's so over the top and fun and it's, I don't know. I don't know how you don't look at this movie and go, that's a very silly little movie. Yeah, I know. Anyway, that released March 13th, 1987, my stepdad's birthday, budget of $3.6 million, worldwide gross of $5.9 million, and an IMDb score of 7.7 out of 10, absolutely would give it a 10 out of 10. Wait, Um, that only made $7 million? It made $5.9 million. $5.9 million? Mm -hmm. Wow. That one is a cult classic, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I Absolutely. Dude, that, that blows my mind. All right third movie uh-huh we watched it this weekend oh shit okay do you we want to take it. a guess do you want to take a guess we watched it this weekend it's in the late 80s it's got a supernatural element it's got supernatural elements and a cult following today and a cult following today what the fuck was it that feels like i should be able to guess it so easily but i don't know she broke my heart she made uh, me cry don't you know she had to die yeah. She had to die. <laughs> Summer Party Massacre 2. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> that released October 16th, 1987, an estimated budget of $500,000 mm-hmm. and a worldwide gross of $1.3 A very rude IMDb score of 4.6 out of 10. I refute that score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people don't like that one. <laughs> or they do. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah, yeah it's, no a, it's a polarizing movie. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a couple years ago. Go ahead and listen to our that if you want to flash back to our old format. Oh, that's in the in the rough days. Yeah. That's the first batch of episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I only have two taglines. Okay. But I think we're okay. Okay. But we'll talk about it. So on the poster. Sleep all day. Party all night. Never grow old. Never die. It's fun to be a vampire. I like it. I think that's pretty good. It, it sums up their whole um, ethos on vampirism in this movie. Yeah. So, because they just they just having fun. Plus, I was like watching this movie, and I'm like, damn, this place looks like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, and... I kind of like, I'm like, yeah, I want to be fun. I want to just hang out on the boardwalk as an immature teenager for all of eternity. That sounds great. Yeah, it sounded awesome. Ride dirt bikes all around. Yeah. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Second tagline. Being wild is in their blood. Oh, that's good too. I think yeah, it makes sense because Michael drinks the blood and then he he's wild they go all of wild. a sudden. Yeah. yeah, damn, those are really good. Yeah, Dude, they're pretty solid taglines. I think 
that might be the best batch of taglines we've had. Yeah, honestly. And they stopped it too. They're yeah. like, we did a good job with these two. We don't need to push it any farther. We're only going to have one poster until we re-release the movie on Fork in 20, 30 uh, years. Fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's my new fun thing to do to Travis is I refer to 4K discs as Fork. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have fun. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good batch of movies, man. 87 was yes. uh, that's a pretty bopping year for horror. All right. So I got some fun facts. All right. Now, as I mentioned, Kiefer Sutherland is from an acting family. And if you're sitting here going, is he related to Donald Sutherland or is that too simple? They look kind of alike and they both have the last name Sutherland. Is it stupid to be asking this question? Well, I'm here to tell you there's no such thing as stupid questions. And I, in fact, went through the same um, dilemma within my mind. And so I decided to do a little bit of Googling. And it turns out Kiefer Sutherland is the son of Donald Sutherland what? and actress Shirley Douglas. And his parents either hated him or each other because his full name is Kiefer William Frederick Dempsey George Rufus Sutherland. No fucking way. I am not joking. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, that's a joke, right? And I checked a couple other sources. Yeah, no, his parents either hated him or each other or they were just really bad at compromising. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Like, that is too were they, many did names. They, that is every name. I have a feeling that like they were like, okay, let's write it on the birth certificate, and whichever <laughs> one feels right, that's the one we go with. And they wrote them all down as they were working it out, and they didn't realize that that was permanent. <laughs> so now that is his full name. Yep. Dude, can you imagine? This is why some countries have laws about what you are and aren't allowed to name your children. I'm just, I just want, <laughs> I want to hear somebody fully address him like that i like i just i can't like it took up a whole line on this and then some yeah that blew my mind that he was his son though that's crazy yeah i've not heard of the other person yeah so i i was looking at and i was like well sutherland i'm sure there's a connection there somewhere you know hollywood connection but it's you know maybe not the most unusual name but then Mm. i was looking at his face and i was like he looks like a less silver Donald Sutherland. I just I don't really see the resemblance. I think he must look more like his mom or something. No, I mean if you saw pictures of Kiefer Sutherland nowadays, I've seen what he looks okay. like nowadays. Yeah, that, I, that's what I'm more familiar. It was weird for me to see him young, even though when he looks young, he doesn't look <laughs> Still young. Looks old. Yeah. How old is he in this movie? Um, He's I'm not like sure. 20s maybe. Probably I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think he was born in the 60s. Hmm. Okay. So. Um, so the movie is a reference to Peter Pan's Lost Boys. The writers for this movie were big fans, especially uh, James Jeremiah, who was a big fan of Peter Pan. And reportedly, he read Anne Rice's interview with the vampire and thought, what if that's the reason that Peter Pan uh, comes out at night, flies around, never grows up? Maybe it's because he's a vampire. Ooh, I like that Bada idea. bing, bada boom. We got... Vampire interview with we've got Peter Pan interview with the vampire fan fiction interview with the Peter Pan vampire. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's pretty cool. I, yeah. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, I I mean I was like, was that coincidental or not? It was intentional. It was meant to be. Okay, so this was in fact shot in Santa Cruz. Uh, the Santa Cruz portion was shot in twenty one days. They started June 2nd, 1986 Wait, they, and ended June 23rd, 1986. Aren't they in Santa Clara? Santa Clara is not a real. That's not real? No. What the fuck? Yeah, Santa Cruz plays the part of Santa Clara. <laughs> okay. That sounded like an actual place. <laughs> I didn't question it at all. 
Um, the cave, the lair, or whatever, and Grandpa's house were both stage sets. Okay. So, uh, let me see. This was Janice Fisher and James Jeremias's first screenplay. It was originally set to be directed by Richard Donner, who was just coming off of success with The Goonies. And their plan was that the vampires were going to be 13 to 14 years old, and Edgar and Alan Frog were going to be, in their words, chubby eight-year-old Boy Scouts. <sighs> and then Richard Donner got busy with other commitments, so they brought in Joel Schumacher, who wanted to make things a little bit sexier and a little bit more adult. So they aged up the cast, and that's how... Uh, Jeffrey Bone got involved because he came in to retool the script to make it a little bit more adult and adjust the ages. I like that better. I don't mm-hmm. think I. We already have Goonies. We don't need exactly. to goon up. We this. don't need Goonies with vampires. No, yeah, it's leave just that write. Alone. Just write a Goonies sequel. Yeah, exactly. We'll all watch it. You can make it vampires if you want yeah. to. You know, pirates, vampires. If the year of our Lord twenty twenty four, they were like, we're doing the Goonies two, the Goonies fight vampires. I'd be buying that ticket. You know what I mean? That would, especially if Corey Feldman's still in it. <laughs> was he in The Goonies? Um, no, he wasn't. Who I am I thinking so. of? No. Well, put him in there anyways. Who yeah, cares? Just, just throw him in there. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so Jason Patrick actually initially turned down the role of Michael several times because he didn't want to be in a vampire movie. And Joel Schumacher eventually convinced him with his vision and promised that the cast and crew would have plenty of creative input. And in fact, Kiefer Sutherland went on the record as saying that uh, Patrick's contributions really made a big difference on how the movie came about. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So they really, really wanted him for that part. Yes, they really, really did. (laughs) Um. Part of the reason that Kiefer Sutherland wears gloves, well, actually the reason that he wears gloves throughout the whole movie is because he broke his wrist doing a wheelie on his motorcycle uh, and he had to cover up his cast. Oh, that's funny. And, <laughs> and they actually made some accommodations to his motorcycle so that way he could be operated with his left hand only. Really? Mm-hmm. Goofing around. Yeah. So, props to him. That's what happens, man. Uh, and then finally, this is actually nothing that I found online. This came from my experience at Joe Bob's Jamboree last year because Tim Capella, otherwise known as Shirtless Sexy Sex Fun Man, mm-hmm. he uh, he was a guest at the Jamboree and he spoke at the pan- he spoke he had a panel session and he talked a little bit about this. Um, so I hope I'm remembering the details correctly. I tried to look this up, couldn't find it in my brief search, but the call. This is the band that wrote, I still believe, they're actually a local Santa Cruz band. They had agreed for their song to be in the movie, and then when they saw the script, and they saw it was a little bit too sexy for their liking, they're like, we're not so sure we want to be associated with vampires and sexiness. What makes, hold on, what (laughs) makes it sexy? The fact that they wear leather jackets. I mean, and the 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 mullets. And the the sex. Okay, like. And Tim Capella. Okay, Tim. Okay, well, the, he wasn't part of that yet. But like, <laughs> you know, the leather jackets. You got Star and Michael's sexiness going on. Although that's just not like most of the movie. That's just like a little bit. They sex a little bit, okay. but you know, like it's off-screen sex. I just don't get the sexiness about this. I. It's more of like a cool type aesthetic to me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so anyway, so they got Tim Capella to do a cover of it, and he actually got to, as we all know, perform it 
on the boardwalk. And he is actually like, has done a lot of professional music stuff. Like he toured with Tina fucking Turner. Ever heard of her? <laughs> um, so yeah, so he had a really good time with that. He loves it. He doesn't even care that that's the one thing everybody knows him for. He's like, fuck yeah, I'm saxophone man in the Lost Boys. Let me whip out my saxophone right now for you. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, too, he looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah. That dude is in shape. He is still practicing that saxophone daily. Um, and he's so just, enthusiastic about everything i wish i had that kind of like joy for life it just blows my mind how he became the standout in this movie even though like it's 30 seconds about 15 minutes into the movie my theory is people just want that to be their night you know what i mean people want that to be like hey i'm going to that fucking show that sounds like it's fun it looks fun i'm going to this outdoor concert on a boardwalk with the man jamming out on his saxophone, and maybe I flirt with some vampires and, you know, jump off a railroad track. That's like a perfect night right yeah. there. I think that's why people love that so much. Yeah. I was thinking about it last night. Sorry. Okay, because <laughs> I, I just, I've heard so much about this movie, especially that right there. So I'm like, okay, what is making this so appealing <laughs> to people? I tried to break it down in my head, and that was my conclusion. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, that is the conclusion of my fun facts. Okay, cool. All right. So before I ask for your good, bad, ugly, and absurd, uh, as is tradition for this, I want to talk about why I picked this movie for you. All right. And a big part of it is because we've been watching more and more vampire-related things together recently. Um, I greatly enjoy sharing vampire lore with you and then watching you get confused how lore can be the same but different across all different storytelling perspectives <laughs> yeah um every movie take every movie and show and book you know whatnot take its own twist on it mm-hmm. so i thought it would be fun to share that with you and then you know add that with the one-two punch of this being an aggressively 80s movie yeah. i thought that you would enjoy it and i've been wanting to show it to you for a few months and then i was like i'm gonna save this for october yeah so that's where we're at with it. Now we can go into the good, bad, ugly, and absurd. And I'm so excited to hear what you think about this movie, Travis. Okay. So, yeah, I um, vampire stuff isn't really anything that I gravitate towards. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm like that with a lot of monster movies. So I hadn't seen this one before because, you know, it just didn't really catch me. But I'm glad that I watched it. I think it's a really fun movie. I uh, A lot of... Okay, some of the things that I like about it, I think that the characters are great. I like that they all feel unique and fun, and I don't think any of them are really wasted, other than like the vampire crew, the other boys, the lost yeah. boys, I guess. <laughs> so the boys that got lost in the background. <laughs> yeah, they they are not really much of a presence. Like they're there to just like be bodies surrounding Kiefer Sutherland mm-hmm. or David, I should say. But uh, yeah, you know, like I really like the Frog Brothers. I like that idea of like these two children that are professional vampire slayers. Yes. And um, I like the whole transition of Michael becoming a vampire and the way that he does it by drinking the vampire's blood. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think that's that's a real slick scene, too, because they play the mind tricks on him enough times that when Star's like, no, yeah. that's actually blood, he goes, ha, 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 smart, mm-hmm. yeah, smart. It was really cool. 
Um, I think the set pieces are really good. Like I said before, like uh, the whole part where Michael is like not having any control over his newfound abilities. So he's just flying all over <laughs> his room. <laughs> I thought that that was awesome. It's funny too. I think it's a really funny movie. It's a really good script for people that did it for the first time. Okay. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think that the set pieces work so well because it, it's pretty minimal. Like we're not jumping around a whole lot. Like there's not too much plot to get in the way of the story. Yeah. You know, it's pretty straightforward. And a lot of it is just living in the moment, which I think is important when you're telling a story about teenagers who gained immortality but never stopped being teenagers. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And especially like having that boardwalk as a main set piece and it's always at night. Mm -hmm. So you get all these lights and you just like it takes you to that feeling. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, um, we're we're inland. Um, yeah. but, but we, we have experiences with things like county fairs and stuff. And, yeah. you know, I get like a similar kind of feeling of going with my friends when I was that age and no parents around and you get a little wild and, you know, you have fun with it. And, you know, they just, you know, take that, crank it up to 11. I love that no dogs die. I really like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I was really worried for uh, Nanook whenever he attacked Michael <gasps> and I was like, oh my God, no, don't kill the dog. Yeah. And then looks like, nah, don't worry, dude. I yeah. fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's great. And I, I mean, I'm never going to be mad about a bleach blonde vampire. Hello, Spike. Um, oh, also, I love the fucking mullets in this movie. These are some aggressive mullets. It's but they're fantastic. Like, yeah. Oh, and it like it lends really well. Like, I love this soundtrack for the movie, too. I love that kind of like 80s hair metal stuff, which you know that about me. It's fun. Oh, it's is that the soundtrack? I yeah. Thought well, the... and also... The creepy children's choir from hell. <laughs> I, that was like ninety percent of the soundtrack right there. Not lie. And I've been going around singing that all day, and every time I do, Travis just like dies a little bit more inside. I think it played at least ten times in that movie, and I remember there was like five minutes left, and I was like, "Oh, are we gonna get it anymore?" And then we actually did get it. You one said more time. it as it was starting up. You're like, "Are we gonna get that fucking song again?" Yep, and it happened. <laughs> okay. Uh, bad. Okay. Okay. Um, I struggled to think of a lot of uh, well, really anything bad about this movie. Uh, the one thing I guess I could say is, I kind of like what you were saying. A lot of movies have different lore for mm -hmm. vampires. Uh, we don't really get anything established in this, and uh, you just kind of have to guess. And I don't know. They're like some things apply that are standard. Some of them are not like i don't know he's, he's supposed to be invited in but garlic doesn't have any impact on them yeah i liked that that kind of tricked me because the whole thing about vampires have to be invited in but we do get a little bit of a hint later when star just comes in but then you're like well she's only half vampire so maybe it doesn't count but no the lore in this is that if you invite the vampire into your home you have no power over them it's that not what? that they can't enter yeah so that's mm. why like their little tricks didn't work on them Oh, I didn't get that. I just thought he was like, I thought garlic wasn't really a thing. Okay. Nope. It's still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you stake him in the heart, he doesn't like explode. And so he's just like, oh, <laughs> like he bleeds <laughs> out. Yeah. Like he just, you know, <laughs> dies. Oh, I'm human now. <laughs> so he'll still die. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that was the only thing. Like, I guess I wish I knew the rules. I yeah. didn't catch that. But that could be more on me because it seems like it was stated. 
Uh, yeah, and I mean, it was your first time watching, so there there was a lot there was a lot coming at you with this movie. Yeah. Also, I wish that the boys in the back had more presence. Yeah. Because they had like they had the fucking guy from Bill and Ted in there as one of the vampires. <laughs> like, I'm surprised that he didn't have more speaking roles. Yeah. Star is also kind of sidelined for most of the movie. She yeah. doesn't really become much. She's not even really much of like a her own character really yeah she's like kind of like a thing for michael to lust after and then yeah. she's the protector of the kid and then she doesn't really get to be her own character yeah i guess that would be my bad is that this movie does not pass the bechdel test no. which we've talked about the bechdel test is a really fucking low bar to pass yeah uh like y- you can't limbo under it in hell like it's <laughs> such a low bar but you know there we are um but I don't want to like hand wave it away, say product of its time, but I do think that in a lot of ways we're getting better oh, yeah. with stuff nowadays. For but sure. it it's it is what it is, and at least the rest of the movie is fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it hurts the movie in any way, but you know, it would just be nice to have that extra characterization there. Yeah, and we do get some like misogyny with the vampires in this, I guess, because Max as the head bitch in charge is like. My boys need a mother. Like, it's just, that's a gross way of yeah. thinking about women. <laughs> but then again, he's like a gross guy, so he yeah. should be saying gross things, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, ugly? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What is ugly about this movie? Hmm. You know, they may have hired somebody to do, like, professional Dracula-type work here, but I thought the... Uh, the vampires looked kind of goofy, especially Kiefer Sutherland's <laughs> vampire. <laughs> he kind of looked like a Simpsons character. Okay. You know, like it was just like, okay, I'm sure that's a vampire. Sure. I'm going to do a very literal ugly this time. Okay. Which is his fucking vampire feet. Then his little toesies just grasp onto that bar while he's upside down asleep. Yeah. There's some... <laughs> Ugly kickers. And that's funny. Uh, yeah. He, he's got to have like a little bat feet. Yeah. You know, they got to sleep like a bat. It's upsetting. It is a little bit upsetting. I forgot about the bat feet. And then we we got like Quentin Tarantino levels of shots of them. And I'm like, Ugh. Dude, that would be, this feels like something that Tarantino could do. Right here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Absurd. Absurd. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. There's a lot of things. Um, okay. First off, the Frog Brothers are... Just the, the fact that it's just like these two children who have been running this business of slaying vampires for God knows how long to the point where their business card is a fucking comic book full of instructions on how to mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. with them and also their phone number. Is the comic book a front for their business? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Do they own and run, operate that? Their parents do. Okay. Again, I, I will cut you some slack since this is your first time viewing, but they do outright say that. Okay, it, yeah, I, I missed <laughs> it. Like, well, I mean, they're like so in charge of everything else in their lives. I mm-hmm. didn't know if they like, you know, they're their own lost boys. <laughs> Listen, vampire hunting—it's a tough business. It's not for the faint of heart. You know how uh, farmers used to have kids to help them break child labor laws and oh, yeah. harvest the crops. That's what—that's what the frog parents did with <laughs> Edgar and Alan. 
Is that their name, Edgar Allan? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. <laughs> they, I, my head canon is they tried for a third that they were going to name Poe. Uh, it just never happened. No. <laughs> uh, okay, other things. Um, the fucking saxophone guy looked like a fucking wrestler. He's like a prof- He's also a bodybuilder. Is he? Yeah. He looked. He looks and dressed exactly like somebody that is on WWE. Well, okay. So the other connection with that is, I feel like when Keith Kiefer Sutherland is like, "You dead me." That sounds like something a wrestler would do, like coming into the ring. You dead me. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. And Michael's sunglasses are crooked for like fifty percent of the movie. Like, those, straighten your fucking glasses, man. You're a vampire, but you can still do that. Those are some ninety-nine cent Ray-Ban knockoffs that he stole from one of the boardwalk shops, and they were meant for children. They don't fit on his head. <laughs> but like, did you notice that too? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just oh, yeah. crooked all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straighten that shit up, dude. Okay, that's that's my absurd stuff. Um, my absurd is the Frog Brothers. And how they talk with their voices low like this yeah. the whole time. Because you can tell they're like doing it intentionally. And I get that it's a character choice, but I, it's hilarious. It cracks me up. It's, it's so absurd. Mostly Corey Feldman, who, like, honestly, it was at the point, like, did he, like, he doesn't speak like that normally today. So that's definitely not his normal voice. Yeah, no, I think it's, I really think it's a character choice for both of them because they want to act like they're, like, in charge. Well, I mean, he could be like a Seth Green type thing where like his voice got low as a child and then like it got higher as he got yeah, older. Yeah, it did, it did the opposite of what you expected yeah, exactly, to do. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. All right, rating you? time? Yeah, it's a rating time, baby. Okay. Um, I like this movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I had a good time watching it. I'm thinking I'm going to give it like an eight. Eight? Yeah. All right. That's actually what I was thinking. Eight. Oh, cool. All right. Eights, eights, eights across the board. Okay, are we ready to talk? Let's do it. All right. All right, so we start off. Uh, I got, okay, my opening note says, cool kids at the carnival, fantastic mullets. (laughs) My note says, majestic pure amusement overhead shot with choir children. (laughs) Okay, so we focus on two different things here. Well, and then my next line is, mulleted vamps on merry-go-round, raise a ruckus, and get the boot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fucking dicks. They're on there on the the merry-go-round, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and just... There's, they're the people that are just walking around. You're supposed to be on your horse. You're supposed to be on your sled or whatever and just, you know, like spinning circles like everybody yeah, else. Don't be causing trouble. Yeah, they're too cool for fucking school. The only time I will accept somebody walking around on a merry-go-round is when it's a parent of a small child yes. who doesn't understand the concept of a merry-go-round because children are stupid. Well, even then, don't be walking around like, all right, you're fine here and then just like <laughs> walking circles around the, <laughs> the carousel. Mm. Yeah, but we got the security guard. I think his name is something like Vernon. We see his missing poster later. Oh, yeah. Um, he's like, all right, y'all got to get out. And uh, as the boardwalk's shutting down later, he comes to regret that decision. I like this shot. Yeah. So he's going out to his car alone in the middle of this giant parking lot. His car is so isolated. And there's something swooping at him from overhead. And he's like, oh, shit. So he goes hustling for his car. And he's trying to get his car key in. Because this is 1987. We don't have little boop, boop, mm-hmm. fob buttons. And mm-hmm. honestly, he's a boardwalk cop. He might not have the money for a boop, boop in 2023 either. You know? <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, 
And so he's like trying to get in there and he gets the car door open and you think he's going to be okay. Except then you see him getting torn away along with his car door. Insult to injury. Just Poor plucked, Vernon. Plucked from the sky. Just carried off. He's a lost boy now. <laughs> um, oh, and also I thought that this was interesting. They did starring in alphabetical order for their opening yeah. credits. And I was like, huh, okay. That's like a fair way to do it. That way you're not playing favorites over any of the cast members. Yeah, I always like when it either says in alphabetical order or in order of appearance. I like that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we got some boys in a car with their mom arguing about the radio. Typical Typical mom and boy stuff, mm-hmm. you know. They're they're just they're bonding. They're leaving Phoenix because mom got a divorce. They're gonna move in with grandpa. Help with like, the bills. They gloss over the whole divorce thing, but then again, they make comments and make it sound like it was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like I was what say, the fuck happened? Like, I get that it's 1987, but I feel like maybe the kids would have benefited from some therapy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the way that the grandpa talks about it he's like ah usually i say divorce is uh great for you but this is the one time where i'm thinking it's not maybe it's because he's like bringing kids to live with him now yeah i think it's mostly because she's not in as good a financial situation as she was before but you know that's the whole reason that divorce rates were lower back when it was less common for women to work because Mm -hmm. they had no fucking escape method so yeah so you people out there that are like oh our grandparents generation didn't get divorced at this rate yeah because your grandma was fucking trapped Sorry to ruin your illusion of your perfect family life. Ooh, that got a little dark. It's getting about as That's real okay. as this movie got, <laughs> really. I mean, they basically said that it was subtext in this yeah. movie. <laughs> um, so the grandpa is playing dead. Yeah. He's just laying on his porch. As and grandpas do occasionally. Yeah. I wanted them to do the thing from Bodies, Bodies, Bodies where Pete Davidson takes a bottle and taps his balls. Oh. That's like the best way to do it. You know, like, okay, this guy's fucking around. I was like picturing when Lee Pace comes up from the bottom of the pool and goes, I have really big lungs, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Both work fine. Okay. Uh, so they they go to the boardwalk because they're Santa Carlins now. They got to go enjoy the boardwalk. Santa Clara. Whatever. Santa Clarence. Santa Clarence. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Santa Claristas. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So boardwalk's bumping mm-hmm. as usual. Um, mom's there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like looking for a job. Yeah. Um, so Michael and Sam, they're the two bubbies. They mm-hmm. go off on their own. They watch a saxophone man yeah. play. Yeah, they're watching saxophone man. Well, Sam's watching saxophone man. Um, Michael is watching Star. Yeah. He is immediately drawn to her. Yeah, and they do the thing where they make awkward eye contact and she like catches his eyes and then immediately looks away. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh God, this is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm, Uh, Meanwhile, the mom sees a help wanted sign and she's about to go in and inquire, but then she sees a little lost boy and he's crying and she's like, oh, let's see if we can find your mom. And she goes into the shop and she's like, hey, do you know if this little boy's mother is in the shop? And Max is like, how the fuck would I know that? Um, yeah. <laughs> but what really happens is the mom comes running in and she's so grateful. And Max is like, I like how kind you are to strangers. Do you need a job? <laughs> yeah, this whole interaction was so weird. Like, huh, that was really mm-hmm. nice of you. So you're here for work, huh? And yeah. She's like, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> how could you tell? Mm, yeah. <laughs> 
So Sam is following Michael as Michael is following Star, and Michael's like, hey, it's already weird enough that I'm stalking this girl I don't know. Maybe you could just go do something on your own. And Sam's like, fine, I'm going to go look at some comic books. And then we got the Frog Brothers in there being some fucking gatekeepers. Yeah, dude, they are big-time gatekeepers. <sighs> so like, hmm, okay. Yep, They're like, first uh... of all, you look like you don't belong around here. What, because he's not wearing a leather jacket on the California coast? Well, he doesn't not look either. like he belongs? They're, they're cosplaying their own movie <laughs> characters here. They're cosplaying Tomas from uh, Dial Code Santa. Or Deadly Games. Yeah, I was going to say, there's too many fucking names for that movie. Everybody should be, which he was doing Rambo, so they're all, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like, they're giving him a hard time, mm-hmm. and he knows his shit about comics. I, let's see, no, he's like, I'm looking for Batman number 14, and then Corey Feldman's like, that's a very serious book, man. Corey Feldman goes, he's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know right there. And then he nerds out about more of like the DC comic stuff. Yeah. And then they hand him a comic book that says vampires everywhere. And he's like, I'm not really into horror comics, man. You know what, Corey Haim? Get out of your own ass. Corey Homics. Oh, my God. What the hell? I need to start doing vocal warm-ups before we record. <laughs> okay. uh, horror comics are awesome. Yeah, They're they super are. fun. If you like comic books, if you like illustration style, if you like uh, good storytelling, a horror comic is great. I it's mean, a fun time. Batman kind of like delves into that a little bit. You know? Yeah. Like you, you get some horror stuff every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Killing joke. Yeah. That, well, shit's... that one's pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah. yeah that shit's dramatic. Ups. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they're insisting that he reads this one because it could save his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very like ominous about it. Like, just tell him, you know, like, hey, by the way, there are vampires around here. Just fucking say it. You're saying it without saying it. Just go ahead and finally just say it outright. Yeah. Um, Michael watches Star get on the back of David's dirt bike, and they mm. they all leave. Uh, we cut to a couple in a tent doing things that couples in tents do, sleeping. You know, <laughs> yeah. after after roasting Wait, some marshmallows and weenies. They're in a tent. They're in a car. They're in a tent. They're making out in a car. They're making out in a tent. Mm. Am I thinking of the right place? No, they're in a car. I've got it like, and they have the hood of their car ripped off while they're making out. They're at the like the, they're like at a ledge like where they've driven up to like a like make out like cliff so I they can watch. I swear to God, I thought they were in a tent. No, that is a car. Okay. Either way, they're dead. It doesn't matter what they were in. They're yeah. not in it anymore. Yeah, yeah, but it is pretty sweet because it's the same swooping shot. That goes in there, and mm-hmm. then yeah, the hood of the car, and then they both get like plucked from the sky. Um, Grandpa wants to show Sam his car. He goes, "Let's go to town," and Sam's like, "All right." And then Grandpa immediately turns off the car because he's a grandpa. There's dad jokes, and then there's grandpa jokes, and this is a grandpa joke. And Sam goes, "I thought we were going to go to town." He goes, "That's as close to town as I like to get." <laughs> this fucking guy. Come on, man. Like, what the fuck was that? And so now Sam has to walk. <laughs> Does he have yeah. a bicycle? He's I, got a bicycle. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess he's got a bike down there on his own. Fuck you, Gramps. Yeah. So the Frog Brothers ask Sam if he's noticed anything weird about Santa Clara yet. And uh, they're like, you know, this place is v- filled with vampires. We just work here as a front, but we're actually, you know, here to protect the town in case the vampires overrun us. They're like, you really need to check out this comic. He's like, all right, you guys are weird. I'm really not into horror comics. And like, just trust us. Our number's on the back if you need us. <laughs> So like it's it's weird to me. Does everybody acknowledge that vampires are real in this town, but nobody just speaks about it? 
Yeah, kind of. Okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay, okay, sure. Uh, so Michael buys a leather jacket on the boardwalk, and he's going to go get his ear pierced in a fairly sketchy location, which is not a piercing or tattoo parlor, but it is a bar stool. <laughs> Um, with a shirtless man. It'd be funny if it was under the boardwalk because <laughs> nothing good happens down there. <laughs> under the boardwalk. <laughs> uh, but Star comes up and she's like, hey, don't do that. I'll pierce your ear for free and I won't give you tetanus. Ooh, that's hot. Ooh. Um, so they're like getting ready to go get lunch but then the vamps roll up and uh, David's like, Star, get on my bike and you're like oh man are these two about to have to ski down a mountain to like win her love um but no no david looks at him and he's like hey do you know where hudson's bluff is and michael's like i lived here for 25 minutes no and he's like just follow us (laughs) yeah so like i guess they're like daring him okay if you can keep up with us i guess you can hang He's got to pass the test, I guess. This is the test. So he can dirt bike with the rest of them because they go full speed and they're like going over like all kinds of bumps and through the forest and they go full speed. They're in fog. Yeah, they're in fog. It's a nice like moody setting, honestly. Yeah, you can't really see. And then there's like the lighthouse over there. So they're at the cliff and they're daring him to go all the way off the yeah, cliff. Yeah, they're pretty much playing chicken, mm-hmm. and he slides right to the end of the cliff, and he's about to fight David, and he's like, David says, hold on a minute. And then they go down underneath the cliff where there was the once the most popular resort in Santa Clara, but because they built it on a fault line because the people that built this resort have apparently never heard of fucking California. <laughs> um, so it collapsed in on itself. <laughs> It's so fucking stupid. Seriously, you don't think that they would research that shit? <laughs> Apparently not. They definitely didn't get all the building permits they were required no, to have. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a nice place, though. Yeah, yeah. It, and it works well if you're, you know, a crew of vampires. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sam is in bed, and he, his mom is like, all right, it's time to go to bed. And she's about to leave, and he's like, close the closet door. And she goes, oh, yeah. One of the reasons I divorced your father is because he doesn't believe in closet monsters. This, again, therapy would be so much better for Sam than whatever this dynamic is. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> did something happen in the closet? Like, did she say, there's an intruder? And the husband's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's okay. And then there was like a closet monster and then it killed them. Okay. You know I love my Am I the Asshole stuff. Yeah. And I got to get into it because there's this guy that posted Am I the Asshole for not closing the closet door. It was the one thing his him and his girlfriend weren't even fully living together yet, but he would stay over a lot. And she said the big thing is that she just wants her closet door closed. And he thought that that was stupid. So he decided one day that he was going to leave it open. He's like, she shouldn't even be upset anymore because she's got those glow-in-the-dark stickers in the closet. We don't, like, why should she care if the closet door is open? So he purposely leaves it open. She wakes up, has a panic attack. And he's like, I don't get why she's so fucking mad at me. Dude buried the lead. In the comments, he revealed when she was a child, a man broke into her house and she woke up to him climbing out of her closet. Oh, my God. Yes. That's terrifying. I posit that Diane Weist is that girl. I feel like that right there is exactly what happened. And that is why this divorce is so dark right here. 
holy shit yes that's scary yes i'll see if i can find the the boru link and put it in our show notes please do (laughs) maybe that's like somebody writing extended lost boys lore right there it you know what i don't even care if it's half that shit on there is trolls and like that's creative writing but it's like it's entertaining you know closets are scary okay they are scary closets should always be closed yeah Okay. <sighs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, don't worry, guys, because <laughs> Sam has Nanook. Gramps. Okay. Oh. Well, Nanook is there, but he has Gramps, who is gifting him a taxidermy beaver to protect him. <laughs> Every, so the closet is now safe. The beaver will protect. He says, don't worry. There's plenty more where that came from. Gramps, where are you getting these animals? We Like, later we're going to have an owl, and I feel like there are some species of owls that are protected. I think maybe he is a twilight vampire where he feeds on the animals. <laughs> he doesn't, like, he's good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I want that crossover. I have another theory about a crossover that I'll get to later. Okay. But uh, we completely glossed over the whole taxidermy, as they dubbed it, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre room. Yeah. Because, like, he's made... Pretty much like furniture, af- like mm-hmm. out of dead animals, bones and bones. furs yeah. and whatnot. Or like, he's got like a shit ton of taxidermy <sighs> all over the house. It's it's weird. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so the vamps trick Michael into eating maggots because they bust out some Chinese food. He's like, eat some rice. It's just rice. Are they actually maggots, though? No, I think they're playing like mind tricks on him. Yeah. Is this um, like a vampire power? Is this something that is like part of established lore? Um, I think it it's I know Dracula for sure can like mess with people's minds. So See, it this is, is what I'm talking about. I don't know like yeah. if this is real or not or like what the fuck is happening. Yeah, here. it depends on which line of lore you're going with. Uh they also kind of riff on this in what we do in the shadows. He's like, You're eating biscotti and meat worms. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So they do the same thing with the noodles and their worms with their noodles. And so when David holds out a bottle of red wine and starts like it's blood and David's been laughed at by everybody and his ego's really hurt, he's like, Yeah, haha, sure. You so mean he drinks Michael? the blood. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. Michael. Yeah. And um, it's such a dramatic shot of him drinking the blood too. But yeah. uh, you know what? Man, he fucking likes it. I guess he gets drunk off a of blood or something. Yeah, he's like, Be one of us. Um, then we get the children's demon choir celebration montage, uh, with the overlay effects of like Michael's face getting drunk off the blood yeah, and all of the boys about. are like bubby rallying around him. Yeah. They're like, Michael, Michael, Michael. Dude, they're like, they're basically <laughs> encouraging him to chug. It's like a college party. There. Yeah. He is being hazed. That is what's happening. <laughs> Honestly, Michael is the biggest victim of peer pressure in this movie. <laughs> Everything in this movie, they're like, just trust us, bro. Jump off. We'll fall. Let's, like get, let's maybe get run over by a train. And it started on a pier. Oh, it did. <laughs> peer, peer, peer pressure. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, it is. Okay, so like they are continuing to... I guess initiate Michael mm-hmm. into part of the boys. Yeah, they're like, come to this bridge with us, and they all jump off one by one, and then that's when you, like, he looks over, realizes they're just dangling from the bottom of the bridge. So he's like, all right, this is weird, uh, but okay. Dude, you know what? No, I. There are videos of people that do this type of shit. Oh yeah, no, I was gonna say this is definitely typical teen boy behavior. I can still call a spade a spade. It's weird. This right here is people that are probably like. 
is it psychopaths where you don't have any emotion so you can't feel fear? Uh, yeah. Okay, I think that this is what, you know, those people are doing. But, okay, yeah, so they jump over. They're hanging from underneath the bridge. And a train passes over, so yeah. they all start dropping one by one into this deep, dark fog. And uh, Michael is, like, holding on as much as he can, but he ends up slipping. And then we see him, like, floating in the fog. And then he lands on his bed. That was weird. I wanted yeah. to see him land. I want to know what happened. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? So he's back in his room now? Yeah, okay, everything I want to see the fine, rest of the vampire hazing party. Yeah, there's got to be more, right? Yeah. yeah come on. Uh, the, <laughs> it transitions to Sam coming in, opening the blinds, and he's handing Michael a phone. It's 2 p.m., um mom is calling and she says hey i need you to babysit sam and he's like sam is old enough to be alone he goes sam is alone we are brand new in this city like please just hang out with him tonight and also in the scene he i thought at first that he was just super hungover but then i was like oh no he's become a vampire he can't like because you know bright white after a night of drinking yeah you know give me sunglasses Mm -hmm. i don't want to see that shit but yeah he's he's kind of like cool Mm-hmm. No, he's just, you know. Yeah. Um, Grandpa comes in and asks Sam what can substitute for aftershave, and Sam gives him Windex. Um, he's got a date with the with the widow, and he's like, I'm going to bring her one of my stuffed animals. And Mike said, oh, did you stuff Mr. What's-His-Face? Johnson? Is it the widow Johnson? Something like that? I don't know. I didn't get this, but... I I didn't catch what he said. He said, "Did you stuck like basically suggesting that he killed the widow's husband and taxidermied him?" With how big of a joker Gramps is, I can't believe he couldn't take this joke. That was even that bad of a it joke. It did look like it hurt his feelings. Yeah. Like, well, the one thing he takes seriously is his taxidermy. Yeah, but still, come on. And then Sam was like, "Not cool, bro. You hurt his feelings." It's like, yeah, like, come on, man. Um, some we hear some dirt bikes outside, and we think shit's about to go down. And this is where the captions won my heart over because they captioned and the nooks barks as rough, rough, rough. Oh my god! And later we'll get an er rough er. I love that they did that. They captioned er. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Michael opens the door despite Sam's protest, but no one's there, so it's okay. Uh, he tells Sam to go take a bath, and then he goes to drink some Carnation Instant Breakfast and uh, doubles over in pain. What happened? milk all over. Um, I think he was craving uh, vampire food, a.k.a. blood. Okay, but why, why did that hurt him? Was it the white from the fridge? I think it was like a very intense vampire craving. Oh, okay. Because he hadn't like fed yet. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, so he is kind of drawn by the scent of the only other human in the house, which is his brother, and he cle- climbs up the stairs to the bathroom where his brother is being an absolute adorable little dork singing along to some music. Dude, he and is jamming in that tub. I like honestly I was like, this is this looks like a fun bath. Yeah. Like he's got Nanook there with him. Yeah. You know, just chilling. And Nanook is like, yeah, you you're a weird little kid, but you're my weird little kid and I love you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he senses Michael outside and he's like, mm, not about this shit. And he runs out and him and Michael scuffle and finally Sam snaps out of it so he runs out in his like grandpa's robe. Clearly, this is a grandpa's robe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and he runs out and he sees Michael with a bloody hand. He goes, what did you do to my dog? He goes, your dog bit me. So it's like, uh oh, what is so, happening? So relieved to see that Nanook didn't die. I thought for sure that I was about to get a dog death here. Yeah. And then Michael says, 
no, Nanook was protecting you. And then they look over into the mirror and Mankle is like translucent. Yeah, he's like half invisible. Yeah. I guess because he's half human, half vampire. Yeah. Um, so Sam is like, oh no, you're a creature of the night. Wait till I tell mom. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, like, right. he locks himself in his room. Um, Sam calls the comic book gatekeepers, which is what I was calling them at that point because I didn't know they were named Frog. The Frog Brothers. <laughs> the Frog Brothers. Um, who are like, all right, what you're going to want to do is stake him in the heart. He goes, well, that's my brother. I can't do that. And they're like, all right, we'll come stake him in the heart. He goes, no. <laughs> yeah. And then Michael starts floating in his room. It's like um, Nightmare on Elm Street style. Yeah. Like he's like up on the roof or like on the mm-hmm. ceiling with his back. And uh, I love that he can't control it. Like, <laughs> how the fuck does this happen? Yeah, he's just all over the place while Sam's on the phone with his mom, who's like, what is this sound? She's supposed to be on her date. She like just called real quick from the front of the restaurant to check in on him. And Sam's saying, hey, you need to help. You need to help. Michael's going to kill me. And uh, Mike just pleads with Sam for help. And ultimately, the bond of brotherhood. He's floating outside. The bond outside. of bubbies wins him over. And he's yeah. like, all right, I'll bring you in. And he's like, but what do I tell mom? He's like... You got to lie to her. So he's like, I got really scared by a comic book mom. And she goes, cool. I left a date with a nice man from what I can tell. And then she's like, oh, and you guys just spilled milk all over the kitchen. That's cool. And she puts the milk carton up on the counter. And we see that little boy that was hanging out with them vampires. Laddie. Yeah. Is it just me or is Max like ridiculously large as a person? Yeah, he's tall. He's tall. and just like man. His hair's big. His eyes, his glasses are big. Let me see if I can get some stats on Edward Herman real quick. Is that Edward Herman? Mm-hmm, that's the actor. Do we have? He's six five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess so that he's makes sense then. yeah. He is a tall, tall man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's see. He's also been an Overboard Annie. Uh, he did some voice work in American Dad. So he's. He's done quite a bit. Um, the town that dreaded sundown. Okay. All right. So Michael decides to sneak off for the night, and he takes his motorbike, dirt bike, mm-hmm. and just kind of rolls it down the hill, and then. Yeah, and meanwhile, Sam wants to sleep in his mom's room because he's scared, and she's like, "Have you been eating pizza? You smell overwhelmingly like garlic." <laughs> he's got like a garlic necklace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Max is walking home alone. Um, his dog Thorn is upset about something, and we can see the vamps are swooping in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, Michael goes looking for Star at the lair, and she a- and he asks for her help with his penis. I know what the fuck <laughs> happens here. They just straight up like have sex here. Yeah, like it's like this is the sexy part of the mm-hmm. movie right here. And if you were wondering, do they have sexy sex to the Demon Children Hell Choir? You're absolutely correct. They do, in fact, <laughs> he probably, have sexy sex to the Demon Children Hell Choir. He had the cassette. He put it in the <laughs> tape player right there. He's like, this is my fuck jam right here. Yeah. Um, also, the power of sex healed his hand. It might also be the power of vampirism. It results inconclusive. I choose to believe it's the sex. Yeah. It yeah, healed yeah. him. Yep. Um, so... Lucy, the mom, she wants to talk with Mike when he rolls in later the next day, and he's um, rude because he's a vampire slash 16. Is he rude? I don't know. She's he's like kind of rude. She's sensing something's off, so she asks, hey, are we still friends? And he says, sure. You know, like, you know, that's 
Typical teenage stuff right there. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Slash 16. That's you not rude. I mean? That's not rude. He's just... 16-year-olds yeah, are rude. If he were rude, he would be like, hey, your taxidermy sucks. And she's like, I don't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Grandpa says, looks like I'm not the only one who got lucky last night. Grandpa! What the fuck is up with this dude? <laughs> He's like, you guys moved into my house. I'm going to make it as uncomfortable as yes. possible. He he was like, yeah, sure. You guys can stay with me. He's like, I don't even do taxidermy. I'm just doing this shit to drive you guys away. <laughs> uh, Sam wants to just keep everybody alive. Sam is trying so hard to keep the whole house together. Uh, Mom takes Sam into town and she stops by to give a bottle of apology wine to Max. But when she approaches the house, Thorne attacks. And Thorne has been super friendly and sweet to her this whole time. So she's freaking out. We almost have a Cujo moment. I, uh, I was thinking Cujo here too, like getting locked in the car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam talks to the Frog Brothers and he's like, it's just like the Hounds of Hell in the comic book. And they're like, this town is full of vampires and I'm pretty sure there's some ghouls on the city council. Mm. Um, they're like, all right, got to kill Michael. And Sam's like, once again, not not chill with the killing my brother idea, mm -hmm. uh, especially because right now he's still half vampire. So he's not a full vampire yet. And according to your comic book, your little brochure, Froggy Boy, is uh, that if we kill the head vampire, he'll be fine. He'll go back to normal. So he's like, I think that maybe it's my mom's boss, Max, because he only ever shows up to work after dark that's that's his that's entire line of reasoning only thing and also he might be a dick i don't know he's trying to date my mom i don't really like that yeah. yeah um so mom invited max over for dinner michael's like mm, got plans gotta run um but as he's like walking out max is walking in he's like well is the man of the house could i would love for you to formally invite me into your house and Ma michael's like Okay, yeah, sure. Please come in. Yeah, it's like it's, okay. It's weird. Just um, outright saying, "I'm a vampire. Please let me inside your house." Everybody knows the rules to this. And I do kind of love this moment. He gives Lucy flowers, and he says they're apology flowers from Thorn. No, that was sweet. Oh my yeah. god! Oh. <laughs> like maybe Thorn sniffed them out. Like, hey, yeah, who are these right here? Um, Sam's like, oh, I would like you guys to meet my dinner guests as well, and it's Edgar and Alan. The yeah. frog brothers. <laughs> hey, I just got my frogs here with me. <laughs> um, and they're trying all kinds of different ways to set Max up. They're not slick. You know, kids that age always think they're slicker than they are. These kids aren't slick. They're like, would you like some Parmesan? And nobody smells the overwhelming scent of garlic coming out of this little bowl. Mm. Or yeah. the fact that it's clearly um, garlic in there and not shredded Parmesan. I would have been fooled. But, you know, like, I don't think garlic's pretty strong, but it's only strong when you're right up on it. So if he's sprinkling it on his spaghetti, I think he might not notice it right away. Yeah, well, and then he takes a bite and he goes, oh, and Sam's like, yeah, it burns, doesn't it? He goes, no, it's just, you know, it's a lot of garlic. Vampire or not, Max is not to be trusted for that statement alone. Yeah. There's no such thing as too much garlic. I wasn't sure if it hurt him, but I guess it doesn't based off of what happened. But his reaction was one of not pleasant. Yeah. Either way, he's upset. Yeah. Um, then they spill water on him. Spill water. And like Sam straight up throws it across yeah, the table. Yeah, he's like, here, do you want some water? <laughs> <laughs> do you want some of this? 
And then uh, the, one of the Frog Brothers turns off the light to see if he glows. And then the other Frog Brothers holding up a mirror. So when the lights turn back on, they can see if he has a reflection. And he does. And he's like, all right, Lucy, I'm leaving. This isn't fun for me. The glowing thing doesn't make any sense. None of them I've glow in the dark. It doesn't happen in this that. movie. They're mm-hmm. in the dark most of the time. They never glow at all. That was that was weird. Um, But Max is like... Hey, let's give it one more shot. You come over to my house for dinner tomorrow night. I'll cook. Uh, Thorn will not bite you. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll have a good time. Uh, Michael goes looking for Star, um, but David's like, "I need you to come with me." And they're in a tree stalking some people, just jamming out to some Aerosmith and Run DMC next to a bonfire, as you do. I think it'd be awesome if it was just a saxophone guy over there <laughs> playing by the fire. <laughs> Um, then we get, then we get some vampire face. I love a good vamp face, vamp face moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go full vampire. They attack. Uh, Michael resists. Mm-hmm. And when he, he resists. He throws himself out of the tree. Is that what happens? Yeah. See, like the way it looked, it was like he got pulled back. I don't know. But he doesn't know how to fly right. Yeah. So I guess it could be part of it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Star is at the house. She is a vampire, which Sam is not chill with at all. Um, and she's like, listen, you're not a full vampire until you've made your first kill. David really wanted Michael to be my first kill, but I guess uh, he likes Michael for whatever reason. Kind of a nerd. Don't really get it, but it's cool. Because he actually drank the blood <laughs> like a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, and she's like, please help me and Laddie. Like, especially Laddie. He's just a little boy. And then Sam is pretty aggressive with her, so she leaves. And Sam does call the Frog Brothers. The Frog Brothers come over and they develop a plan. Which starts with stealing Grandpa's car. Um, they are gonna go search for the vampires while Mike rem- in their lair while Mike removes Star and Laddie into the car. The vamps are all asleep on the ceiling. They're expecting uh, them to be in coffins. Oh wait, they haven't. Wait, wait, hold on. They haven't stopped for the holy water yet, have they? No. Okay. Um, they stake the one that's closest to them, which was Marco. Um, I and- love this scene. This was so cool. So, like, they actually climb up there and stake him, and he basically explodes, mm-hmm. and it wakes up all the other vampires, which they weren't expecting. So they have to scramble out of there. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. I liked yeah. it a lot. And as they're scrambling out, David does get a hold of Sam, but the frogs help pull Sam into the sunlight. Which, when it David's hand hits the sunlight, because he's a full vampire, he bursts into flames. That hurts his hand. Uh, as you notice, it was his left hand because that's his non-casted hand. Ah, interesting. <laughs> uh, so Mike is asleep in the car. Star is asleep. Laddie's asleep. Sam's like, it's fine. I'll drive. I would like to point out in this moment that the Frog Brothers are very sparkly in the sunlight after being covered with Marco's. Blood and vampire dust. They're sparkly? Yes, they are glittery in the sunlight. They are. I didn't notice that. We have another Twilight connection. (laughs) There is enough material there to actually make these the same universe. I mean, this movie, as we already talked about, is basically fan fiction. So we can have the fan fiction crossover of Lost Boys and Twilight. Exactly. It can happen. I'm sure, honestly, it's probably out there on the internet already. Oh, surely, surely, yeah. Okay, so Sam is trying to tell his mom what is going on, and she's like, please just stop. I just want to have one normal date. Please, 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 Sam. 
Uh, the boys decide that they're going to come up with a plan before dark. They've got two and a half hours. It's not a lot of time. And the first part of this plan, interrupting a baptism to fill up some super soakers with holy water. I fucking love that shot of them <laughs> just going in there, interrupting it. Everybody just stops and stares at them. They don't even like, they just go in there and fill it up mm-hmm. from there. Yeah, this is so cool. Um, they tell Grandpa that uh, the widow Johnson wants her date to be a little bit uh, an hour earlier tonight. He goes, did I have a date with her? And they're like, yeah, and she's all about punctuality. He's like, all right, yes, I got to go. Uh, they're working on boarding up the house. They're lighting a fire in the chimney, blocking windows, filling up super soakers with holy water. Got a tub and they full fill up- <laughs> of uh, holy water and garlic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Delicious. Mm. And then we get the shot of vampire toes. That is my frowny face for this week, if anybody is keeping score at home. (laughs) Vampire toes. (sighs) Okay. So Lucy is on her date with Max in his home, and she tells him what's going on with Sam. We cut away. We don't hear the full story or see any of his reaction. We just know what's happening. Yeah. So, um... The frogs tell Sam that no two vampires will die the same, but they all will try to take you down with them. So Sam hears Nanook outside, remembers that they'd put him outside when he was freaking out about Star and Laddie. So he runs out to get him and they're like, no, it's dark. The vampires are coming. He's like, I'm not leaving my fucking dog out there. Point for Sam. Good call. Yes. And point for Michael because he runs out to help. Yes. And they get Nanook free just in time. They get inside. Um, that fire in the ch- in the fireplace did nothing to stop the vampires. They just rolled right on in. Okay. Can, why do they not have to be invited in? See, that's the thing. I don't think that it has to be invited to come in, but if you do invite, you lose any power you have over the vampires. Okay. okay. I think that's what they were trying to suggest. That would make sense why yes. the holy water mm-hmm. works inside the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, when the vampires burst in, they knock Michael out. Meanwhile, upstairs, the Frog Brothers are fighting with one of the non-David <laughs> Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah. And they they get a little bit of splash of water on him, but you know who really saves the day? Nanook! Dude, Nanook fucking swoops yeah. in there and knocks him straight up mm-hmm. in the bathtub. Yeah. You know what? Talia would have loved that move, that move, because she'd be like, you know what kills people? Baths. Bass kill people. You know Fuck what? you, vampire. And also, she's like, you know what? You guys have definitely warned me that jumping up on <laughs> people can hurt people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that right there yeah. straight up killed a person. Yeah. Uh, Sam is trying to wake Michael up. Um, meanwhile, another vampire attacks, and Sam shoots him with his water gun, which distracts him for a second so he can shoot him with the arrow. And then he's like, ha, 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 you missed my heart. And he goes, well, this one won't. Boom. Gets him in the heart. Um <laughs> So the vampire that fell in the bathtub has, like, fucked up the house, by the way. Uh, its vampire blood is in all of the drains and is doing a whole haunting in Connecticut, like, restructuring their plumbing moment. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> um, David gets Mike, and they have a kung fu fight in the air. That's cool, yeah. You yeah. said it's like, yeah, the wires yeah. and stuff Where like that. You can tell that they're being pulled up by the wires. I'm not even mad about that. That is my absolute favorite trope in kung fu movies. It didn't look bad. It looked Mm-mm. fine. And it ends with him impaling David on the taxidermy. Yeah. It ends up being useful after all. Yeah. Meanwhile, Star is trying to hold back Laddie because he's a little boy and he's got a craving and he's smelling all of this blood. Um, Lucy and Max arrive. Max sees David and he's sad and he's like, boys will be boys. I'm the toxic person. 
my son could be a rapist someday and I will write a letter saying 15 minutes of action. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so he's like, you know, like I said, these boys misbehaved. They really need a mother figure. That's why I want you, Lucy. I figured your boys, my boys, we could all come together like a happy blended family. And Lucy's like, what? the fuck so michael and max fight max throws michael and he's about to grab sam and he's threatening him and he's like i will kill him unless lucy you agree to be my vampire wife and she's about to agree and then you know what happens la cucaracha starts playing and grandpa slams into the side of his own house what the fuck happened there why did he do that did he he doesn't know that a fight's happening there is he just drunk and driving home i think he sensed something it, honestly, I'm okay with the mystery surrounding Grandpa. Because he, the final word, like, Star, Laddie, and Michael are all back to normal. And then the movie ends with Grandpa saying, I hate all of these vampires in Santa Clara. <laughs> yeah, he's just casually drinking. And yeah. Like, yeah, fuck these guys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it. And that's movie. how it ends. Yep. What a weird ending. I honestly, part of me... Because it's been years since I've watched this. I was like, is Grandpa the head vampire? Is that the twist we're about to get? I mean, I could see it. I mean, I have my suspicions that he was one of them. Because he was (laughs) so strange throughout this whole movie. Maybe he's a half vampire. Maybe he never did the full killing. Maybe he was. So does this mean that all vampires in Santa Clara are now no more because the head vampire is dead? I don't know if all vampires die when the head dies, but the half vampires go back human. Okay. And they might have different covens within the within the town too. Different like little vampire families. Yeah. The head vampire mm-hmm. of this family doesn't necessarily mean it's the others. Yeah. Eh, okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. So Travis, now that we've talked about it, how are you feeling? I still enjoy this movie. I have questions. <laughs> but I don't feel like this movie is meant to be taken super seriously. I think you're just supposed to go on a fun little ride. Absolutely. You know, do some vampire stuff. Uh, watch some fun set pieces. Follow some fun characters. Um, I think I'm going to keep mine right at 8. I don't think I'm going to move it any. I think I'm going to bump mine up to an 8.25. Ooh, okay. Just cool. Like I said, I haven't watched this movie in a while. It was great to watch it last night and great to talk about it. So... We go up just slightly to 8.125 average. Okay. Um, So I guess my change Mm -hmm. for this. Um, I guess. I don't know. That ending was so weird to me. Maybe like retool that, make it make more sense. Like I feel like they just kind of like, I don't know how to get out of this gym. Grandpa crashes through the side of the house and then that launches Max and he gets impaled and staked and then everything's back to normal. I like that this movie ends on a wah-wah horn of an ending. It's just weird. I'm you know? completely okay with it. I, I get where you're coming from. It fits, it fits the mood and everything in the movie. Grandpa was a weird character from the very beginning. It just, uh, even that, though, for him was a little bit like, okay, sure, you're going to crash into your own house for no reason, unless he had some suspicion that vampires are attacking in there. I think he had suspicion. It's possible. It's possible. I don't know. Okay. So Talia, she started off, she was 
playing with her chipmunk. She was into it. She was like, I am also very into taxidermy, y'all. This is great. <laughs> yes, she is. Um, she threw a little bit of a tantrum when we went, oh, the nook. She got jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but ultimately, she settled down. She's kind of sleepy, but she was alert. She was watching this movie. And she had a lot of respect for Nanook. Nanook and Thorn both. Mm-hmm. I think even even though Thorn was a hellhound, I think Talia was still like, you know what? He was doing what he was supposed to do. He's protecting He's still being the house. a good boy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to protect your house. So we've got taxidermied animals. Mm-hmm. We've got all kinds of good boys. We've got jumping on people and bathtubs being dangerous. I think this movie is a perfect 10 for Talia. Yeah, honestly, this movie had the most impact from the dogs, I think, because yeah. Nanook fucking killed it. Yeah, Other and, than... and all of the dogs lived, so we don't have to subtract any points. Yeah, this and other than the Hills Have Eyes also was a good one for her because that dog also saved the day. Yeah, but, but one of the dogs died. That's so. true, that's true. None of the dogs died this time. Yeah. They're just all fucking awesome dogs. They kicked ass. Uh, Zoe was super into this because Zoe knows that no matter what vampire lore you're going into, um, vampire deaths 99% of the time are going to mean explosions. Yeah. And so she was just waiting for him the whole time. It, it happened. Some vampires certainly did explode. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So who did you relate to? Who did I relate to? Um, I probably relate to Grandpa. Okay. Like, I I can't just tell people if I don't want them in my house, but like I'm gonna make them uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. I've never done that. Um, for the record, anybody listening that's been to my house, I've never like pushed <laughs> any of you out. Yeah. But like, I I would never be able to directly be like, "Can you please leave?" And instead, I would do things like, "Do you want this dead owl?" You know. That's true. That's why she put up the face. At yeah. our door, mm-hmm. as soon as you walk in, you get If you can't the handle face. the face, then you don't need to get out of our place. You know what I mean? Dude, you need to embroider that and put it <laughs> on right the front door. Yeah. If you can't handle this face, get the fuck out of our place. Or make it her like doormat. You know? I think that would be pretty sweet, too. And then people are like, the face, and then they come in and they're like, oh. oh it's an actual <laughs> face. Okay. Um. All right. For me... I think I think the most relatable moment to me was whenever Star made that accidental eye contact with Michael and immediately looked away. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I've been there. I've felt that. I related to that hard. So I'm going to relate to Star. Okay. All right. Uh, Travis, do you have a dream sequel? Okay. Hmm. So sequel to this. So they mentioned ghouls. Mm-hmm. So I want to see them have to deal with some ghouls after this. Maybe Grandpa's a ghoul. Okay. That's yeah. why he is aware of the vampires. And I will say there was a several decades later sequel to this that did also have Corey Feldman still in his little There's an Rambo actual sequel style. to this? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a legit sequel? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, never seen it. Don't know what it's about. Okay, maybe we can watch it. Uh, but yeah, I like that idea. Kind of doing like a Sunnydale thing. Let's let's see what other monsters are here, and maybe we get a Buffy crossover. Would you love that. It. Yeah, like they maybe. Well, I guess. Well, no, it's gonna stay there. Maybe this is after the events of Buffy, and she's moved on from Sunnyvale and's moved to Sunnydale. Santa Sunnydale, Sunnyvale, Trailer Park Boys. Are you sure it's not Sunnyvale? I thought it was also Sunnydale. No, five hundred thousand percent. It is Sunnydale. Okay. 
Well, okay, maybe she has to move over to Santa Clara now. And Canonically, she travels the world, but it's fine. Um, no, okay, okay, okay. Triple crossover, right? So we've got Buffy. She hears about all the shit going on in Santa Clara, goes to check it out. But because Buffy is also kind of a soap opera at times, and because Edward is a dramatic little bitch, mm-hmm. we get the Twilight crossover too. Oh, God. Bella's like, I miss sunlight. And Edward's like, we can't be sparkling out in public. And she's like, oh, have you ever heard of California? So I went to see Buffy and the Frog Brothers team up. They're both vampire slayers. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be That's, sweet. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. to. Like, I want them. And then to, the Frog uh, Brothers them... don't understand Buffy's like the times that she does love vampires, and then Bella comes in and completely confuses them. I want them to attack <sighs> Edward. Maybe she can fall in love with. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Carlisle we'll... adopts the Frog Brothers, but doesn't actually turn them into vampires. Like he just adopts them. He's like, I just feel like you guys need parental guidance. <laughs> okay, we've got bones here for okay. a yeah, nice yeah. little Some, triple crossover. <laughs> yeah, we can do this, or we'll just make this own fan fiction ourselves. <laughs> we can do that too. All right, um, uh, gross part of the internet. Get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. New tagline. God, that's so tough to top the taglines that we had in this right here. Um, hmm. Peer pressure? Peer pressure. Spell it the two different ways. That's pretty solid. Um. I keep wanting to do something with thou shalt not. <laughs> thou shalt not give in to peer pressure. I like that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thou shalt not give in to peer pressure. And then you spell peer pressure like peer. Yeah. No, we just do it twice. Peer and peer. Cause they, peer, peer pressure. Yeah, because honestly, that song repeats so many times in the movie. We can repeat, we can pre- repeat it twice in the tagline. I am doing vocal warm-ups next week. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so that's pretty solid that's okay. not too bad okay. okay all right so it's time for reviews all right i had pulled two just because you hadn't seen this before and i didn't know where you were gonna land i was hoping you were gonna like it okay um so i had a good and a bad so i'll go with the bad all right see what the people who didn't like this feel um and again i i want our reviews to have a little bit more substance other than it's stupid because that doesn't give us much to talk about yeah um, this is a three out of ten user review on IMDb. A B list horror movie. Not incorrect. Already it's it's fine. Hmm. Um 1987's The Lost Boy is a decent watchable horror film, but nothing great. Corey Haim does a good job of acting, but the film lacks any real vampire bite, but does do a good job of couching 80s culture. I strongly recommend Fright Night 1 and 2 for vampire fans instead of The Lost Boys. All in all, The Last Boys is a B-list horror movie, but watchable, if nothing else, better to do. So it sounds like this person just wants a little bit more vampire lore. Yeah, I think they... This movie, I feel like it was like style over substance, you know what I mean? Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I've I've not seen the original Friday Night. I've seen the remake with Anton Yelchin. And that... I feel like it's... I mean, I guess it's hard for me to say comparing it to a movie I haven't seen, but like from if it was similar vibes, I feel like that one's equally as campy as this movie is. I don't think it takes it any more seriously. It's just different types of vampires. It's a different type of story. Yeah. 
Um, I can, I guess I get that. If you want something from your vampires and you're not getting it, yeah, you'll probably be disappointed with this. I feel like this is a good movie if you're really comfortable with vampire lore already and you don't need a ton of stuff spelled out for you and you can just pick up on the little twists and changes that they're making for themselves. I feel like that works really well. There are a couple of other negative views I read that like compared it to Buffy also. How? Um, in the nature of like the campiness and, you know, people in the town, like seriously, this town's full of vampires. Why aren't more people talking about this? Stuff like that. Um, I consider that a positive, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, so I, I get why this might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I have such a good time with it. And if you are okay with campiness and you're okay with not having a hundred percent strict follow the rules vampire lore going on i think it's worth checking out yeah because i i didn't necessarily understand the rules that were happening but at the same time i didn't really care yeah. that much like i knew enough about it you know like if you have the most general sense of like intel on vampire war then i think you'll be just fine here you don't need to understand anything too deep yeah but I guess it is kind of nice that it doesn't treat you like an idiot and have to spell everything out for you. Yeah. And again, I think it also comes back to it doesn't take itself super seriously. No, it doesn't. That's it, the thing. Yeah. It's a fun little romp across the boardwalk. Yeah. It just has fun. That's really all it's here to do. All right. Okay. Do we have any listener reviews, Travis? We do. Okay. That's a couple here. And I'm really excited because now it's officially October. People are changing their handles to be like spooky names. Uh, yeah. That's fun. I love this time of year when people do that. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we'll start off with one. <laughs> I, I saw his earlier. So oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we have uh, our only Twitter review, which is Zombaquili Boobs. <laughs> um, he says, an 80s movie just wouldn't be complete without a fucking ridiculous but amazing saxophone solo except he says saxophone so saxophone yeah <laughs> and this motherfucker doesn't disappoint see again it's the fucking saxophone that steals the show here love this classic great villains the two quarries and a babe Warelli's is that how you say it? Warelli's dad being the main baddie was a twist i didn't expect i didn't really expect that either i didn't expect max to be the main yeah i thought he was a red herring after he was disproved yeah, I mean, he was kind of weird to begin with because he's like, hey, you need a job. Do you want a date? Like, I said, like, yeah. okay, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But, okay. I guess that is vampire shit right there. Um, He gives it two thumbs up, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah and a smiley yeah. face. <laughs> two thumbs up and a smiley face. That's high praise. That's pretty good. All right. Next up, over on Instagram, we have Spooky Adjacent. Okay. She says... That's our friend Kelsey. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> hey, Kelsey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's a classic. If Cry Little Sister isn't on your Halloween playlist, you're doing it wrong. Is that the fucking song? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> also... Because the rest of the song doesn't sound like that. It's just the chorus. Oh, really? I yeah. thought that it was just that no, song. You probably didn't catch whenever it was leading into it because it sounded like a typical like Billy Idol type thing. You, I mean, honestly, it sounds to me like it's always sunny whenever they're doing like the uh, the choir song, whenever they're doing the initiation for um, Jason Sudeikis. Oh. <laughs> it just kind of yeah. gets a ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Uh, okay, she also continues saying, also, rest in peace, Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of us. Michael E. Howard. 
Okay. He says, surprisingly for a classic horror older dude, I have never seen this up until now. Yay, hey. Michael, you're also <laughs> getting the, the new experience. Yeah. Let's see. We get great openings. Ripped oily saxophone singer, mm-hmm. vampires, and 80s fun. The cast was stellar for their time, including the quarries. I would say for the fun factor and the long-lasting history, I give the Lost Boys 8 out of 10. Perfect. Fuck yeah, dude. Always right on the nose with us. It is pretty, yeah. The opening is great. That's one of the things that captured me the most about this because it just made that place look fun, kind of like what you were saying. Mm -hmm. It just captured that feeling. Um, And yeah, this is just straight up 80s cheese horror right here. It's like blockbuster horror, it feels like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has like... Fun set pieces. Yeah. I don't feel like this is meant to be scary. It's just meant to have, like, you know, good time with, like, horror type horror to it. Yeah. All right. That's it. Okay. That's it for our reviews, which means that is the for the episode. Yeah. So next week, we're doing a movie I've never seen and also kind of in theme with how I hadn't seen Lost Boys in a long time, and Travis hasn't seen this movie in a long time, mm-hmm. and that is uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That is right, guys. We are talking about that one. Yeah, somehow I have never, ever seen it, even though it sounds right up my alley. Yeah, I mean, we're going back to 80s cheese here, I guess. It, it, this one's like a little bit more cheesy, I think. It's more of a B yes. horror movie. But it's... I'm very excited to experience it, and if you... Uh, have never experienced it before or have and want to experience it again, so why wouldn't you? Uh, you can watch it for free currently on YouTube, Pluto TV, Prime, or Freebie, or you can rent it from Vudu, Redbox, or Google Play. Also, just got added to Shudder. Okay, then. So uh, if you have Shudder, watch it there, too. Perfect. We're so excited for October, you guys. We're so excited to go over these movies. Um, we hope everybody's having a good time this this uh, spooky season. Yeah. We got a lot going on that we're really excited about. We'll try and share it as we go along. Um, and we'll try and figure out how to do little mini reviews of our daily horror movie watching as That's we go right. along this month as well. Yeah. We're actually about to do the first of those yeah. in like... Five minutes once we're done with this. That's right. It's my turn. Yay. <laughs> yep. He gets to start off this year. <sighs> All right. Yeah. But uh, thanks for being here, guys. We're uh, going to have a fun October here. We're mm-hmm. going to celebrate spooky season to the fullest extent. So stick around. We yep. got clowns coming up next. And I'm I'm getting really into crunch time with our cosplays for Scarefest. I try to remember to post some of those. As I go through and I'm working on them, but it, it's a lot that I'm working on. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's busy. But don't worry, we'll yeah. have all that. You'll shit see the ready. final yeah, yeah. final uh, results, no matter what. Yeah. All right, guys. We will catch you guys next week. Yep. All right. Um. In the meantime, you can find us on our social media. We're on Instagram and Threads as Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast, mm-hmm. and we're on Twitter and Blue Ski as Least Faith Pod. You can also find us on our website, which are leastfavoritescarymovie.com, and you can email us at leastfavoritescarymovie at gmail.com. Yep. Um, also, we want to thank our patrons, who are Eric and Vivi of Shaken Not Scared, Joe, Freakatron, as is his full name, Amber, and Michael. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We really appreciate that. But if you are not able to support us through Patreon, if you guys could just share the show, rate the show, subscribe to it in whichever app you listen to, tell your friends. Uh, you know, just spread the word. We're doing spooky stuff here. It is spooky time. So if you want to let other people know where to watch and listen to horror movie stuff, you know, 
direct them to us. Because and tell them we're not going to judge them if they do or don't like a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you didn't like The Lost Boys, oh well. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I would love to hear your opinion on why, other than just I didn't like it. I would love to. I would love. I love to learn why people do and don't like stuff. Yeah, and I mean that like in all sincerity because we're all different people and we should be allowed to have our opinions without being assholes. Exactly. So this is a place for that. So yeah. let let them know. Let everybody know. They come here to tell us. But in the meantime, we will see you guys next week. All right. So. And, uh, We'll play you out with a nice, sexy saxophone solo. All right. Bye. That was really ominous because it just said death, death loop, loop, but then when you read the whole notice, it looks like it was about a game. Isn't that weird? Death loop for <laughs> happy death day? <laughs> That's really strange. Okay, yeah. Um <laughs>